Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 68. Welcome back. I got a quick thing I wanted to uh, address with you. Yeah. Once again, this happens about every eight or nine months with you. You completely undersold that Comedy Store documentary series. No, I did not undersold. I told you how great it was. Well, it's better than that. It blew my mind, man. I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad you loved it. It was really, really good. And, you know, the thing I liked about it, they actually showed bits. It wasn't just like, here's a shot, here's a shot. It was like, we got to see Michael Keaton's Bazooka Joe bit. I know. Made me laugh probably harder than anything in the whole deal. Because I think maybe you have to be a comedian to really get the, like, premise humor. But uh, it's absolutely fantastic. I knew you would love it. I gave it as much praise as I could. I said it was a binge, binge, binge. Well, from me too. It's incredible. And I got the Showtime free trial to watch it. It's 30 days free. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to come back to that later. Okay. Okay. Cool. Right on. I have a couple of announcements right up front, which is right now. So I'm going to do them. Guess what is finally on Amazon devices and the Fire Stick? Uh, Apple TV. No. Oh. HBO Max. Oh, okay. Finally available. I downloaded the app to my stick this morning. Boom. Right there on my TV, man. Awesome. Now, still waiting for Roku. Roku and HBO Max have not made a deal yet, or AT&T, I should say, that owns HBO Max. But now that we got Amazon, Roku can't be far away. So celebrate, and if you guys don't know about it, and you're like, I I can't watch HBO Max, but I got the Amazon, get it. It's available right now. Also not available on uh, the Vizio smart TV that I have, the app. Really? Not yet. Vizio. Got to plug the phone. That's your problem right there. It was about $45 at Walmart, but it's a 75-inch TV. Yeah, (laughs) 75-inch TV for $45. Sounds about right. Anyway. Other things I want to mention. Big Mouth. One of my favorite shows on Netflix. I know it's a cartoon, Joe, and you hate Big Mouth and cartoons and all that. Mm -hmm. Season four dropping December 4th. Can't wait. All you Big Mouth fans out there. I know you're out there. I know you are. December 4th, season four. Very excited about that. Now, what I'm not excited about, and I don't know if you know about this or not, guess what got picked up for a second season on Netflix? Uh, I... (laughs) Something yeah, terrible. Something terrible. Space Force. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give that an okay. I'll watch uh, it. No. I'll no, I'm giving it a no, a no, a no. Okay. Well, 13- you, you, you get rid of, of Glow. You can't even give it a fourth and final season, but you give this over-budget mess Space yeah. Force a second season. Meanwhile, 13 Reasons Why is in like season eight or something. That, that show should have been gone after about two episodes, so... Who knows what they're doing? I don't know there. what they're doing over at Netflix. I have no idea. But uh, anyway, those are the big announcements up front. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Let's get to a review. Let's do it. You got one? Yes. Joe, I have a cartoon. Kind of. I already know what it is. You already know what it is. I know how much you love the animation. This is The Liberator. It's a Netflix original miniseries. There are four episodes. It runs about 45 to 56 minutes an episode. 
and it is a World War II show. Fan of the World yeah. War II? Uh, sort of. Go sort on. Of. Yeah, it's like Band of Brothers uh, meets your uh, crayon box. Yeah. It's a watercolor effect in Photoshop. Okay, so it's this whole thing. It's called Trioscope Enhanced Hybrid Animation. It's basically live-action footage, and they CGI over it. It's like 21st century rotoscoping. You know what that is? Yes, of course. Of course. Well, for you know, Green th- screen stuff. No, it's not green screen well, stuff. It's when you shoot something, and then you animate over the live-action footage. Yeah, or you can replace a TV screen with a video feed or something like that. That's like chroma keying. This is not oh, that. Okay. That is not rotoscoping. It's well, an animation thing. Again, I'm sticking with it's the watercolor effect in Photoshop over normal video, and that's the end of the production process. It, it kind of is like that. I mean, it, it gives it like a graphic novel, comic book feel. It's the reason to watch this. Because I feel like the story itself has been done before. Like, it's like it's the same, you know, a ragtag bunch of guys are going to take on the Nazis. But it, it's based on real events, though. It's, it's a real story about a real guy, Felix Sparks, this captain in the army who went on a 500-day battle through Europe. And the thing is, it starts out and it's like it's going to be about the fact that he puts together this squad of like Native Americans, Mexican Americans, disenfranchised people, and turns them into this unit. It's going to be their story, and you're going to watch them, you know, fight in Europe. But the problem is the animation keeps you from recognizing who all the characters are, and it gets confusing as to who is who. Telling them apart is hard, you mean? Telling them apart is very hard. You can't keep track of the characters. And some of them die, right? And then they bring in new people, and you're like, who Who are they? Who? I, it's unnecessarily confusing only because of the animation. Yeah. This thing was created and written by Jeb Stewart. Now, he's a Hollywood veteran. You, you're a writer. You've heard of him. Sure. No? Yeah. Yeah, he, he wrote Die Hard and The Fugitive. Yeah. So it's good Hollywood cred here. And the guys uh, that used to work at Lucasfilm, they formed this company, Trioscope, to like use this technology. It's the first time it's been used in this capacity. Originally, this show was going to be shot live action on the History Channel, but they didn't have the budget. And then they said, okay, we're going to redo this and we can animate it and you know save a ton of money. So I would say watch it, like the first episode for the animation, but... I don't know if I can stick around for it because it's it's got so many like World War II cliches and the fact that it says it was going to stress the Native American, Mexican-American thing, it doesn't really get into it like it should. It sort of like leaves it at the wayside. Okay, here's a really simple review for me, even though I didn't watch it. I did start it. If it's any good, there wouldn't be so much gimmickry and trickery with the watercolor stuff just do a good show there's i mean even though it's been done before whatever the story is it could still be good you don't need to get all tricky with it that makes me think it's not a very good story i think the only reason to watch it is the medium itself to check out the animation but we saw all that with the bob odenkirk thing yeah but this is a new technology isn't it the exact same thing as that Odenkirk it's, deal? It's rotoscoping, but this is a CGI version of it. I don't know. It's trademarked Trioscope, enhanced hybrid animation. I think maybe they missed the mark choosing this subject. Maybe they should have gone with something else. You're telling me this is different than, you know the show I'm talking about. I know about. exactly what you're Awake, talking about. Awake, I think it was called? Yeah. It's called Undone on Amazon Prime. Right, how about this? 
binge the first episode, purge the remaining three. The story is fine, but it never really, it's not that engaging. And I think the animation keeps you at an emotional distance from the story. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get it. Uh, And that's The Liberator on Netflix. Demo says, check it out, but not for too long. It's not bad, but it's not enough. Okay, well, what button do I hit here? I hit one for a second and then the other one for three seconds? No, no, just hit, you know what? Hit purge. Wow, a cartoon that Demo doesn't like. I've seen everything now. I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said it's not good enough to invest your time in it, even though it's four hours about... I fell asleep somewhere in the second when I dozed off a little bit. Anyway, that's The Liberator on Netflix. Moving on. Okay. Oh, sorry, one last thing. Did this get shot by just shooting it like a normal thing and then they did all this stuff after? I think it was shot probably in like a studio somewhere. Oh, okay. Because you only need to capture the actors. The environments are all done in post. I see. You know? Okay. All right. Just wondering. So it's what? probably like, in it just like, oh, we got a, you know, a warehouse. We can do this whole World War II thing in here on the cheap. I just wonder what the raw footage would have looked like if that would have been any good. I'm curious as well. Okay. All right. Now moving on for real. I, have I got a surprise for you? Oh, I love surprises. <laughs> so, Sorry. <laughs> oh, Sorry. What if I told you there was a movie starring uh, Pedro Pascal, who mm. played the, plays the Mandalorian. And he was in Game of Thrones. Sure. We both love The Mandalorian. Can't wait to review the second season, by the way. Oh, we're going to review that because when you say I love The Mandalorian, you know, there's a big asterisk next to that. Yeah. That's down the road. Yes. Pedro Pascal in a movie. Yeah. In a movie that you've never heard of, I'll bet. Okay. We'll see in a minute. And also stars Jay Duplass. Oh, Christ. So I was in right away. There you go. It's a binge. (laughs) It's a binge. And no one had ever heard of it. No one I've talked to has any idea what I'm talking about. This is a movie called Prospect that came out in 2018. And when I say came out, I meant uh, maybe played at some festivals. As far as I know, it didn't appear in any theaters. Maybe at like the uh, Pico Landmark for a, a Q&A type of thing. But this is a space sci-fi thriller, I think you would call it. I'm looking at images of it right now. It looks pretty awesome, doesn't it? It looks like it was like a space thriller shot in my backyard. Yeah. So here's the thing. They shot it in uh, Oregon or Washington, I think outside of Seattle, actually. And uh, the thing looks dirty. And the reason why I found out is because the director spent a day or two in his basement filming the dust. Like when you like, um, you know, pat on something like furniture, old furniture and the dust floats up. Yeah. They lit that somehow and filmed it and overlaid it over the whole movie. So the whole movie, it looks like there's just junk in the air, like pollution. And that's part of the story, too, that they can't take their helmets off because of the air quality and this and that. So it's about a guy and his daughter who go to this planet to prospect for gold. It's not actually gold. It's like alien uh, pearls or something. Yeah, something like that. So they go there. Some things happen Mm -hmm. and their plans change. Right. That's about all I can say plot wise without spoiling it. Okay. The only other really cool thing about this was they purposefully depicted space not as a fantasy world or as a luxury type of thing, but as a blue-collar version, uh, they called it. So their equipment is beat up. Their stuff barely works. They have to fix their things all the time. It's kind of like, I guess you could compare it to like the Millennium Falcon or something. I mean, everything is just kind of run down, beaten up. And it's all practical. It looks like helmets that they went to the thrift store 
and bought a motorcycle helmet that had been beaten up, but it's not a motorcycle helmet. Yeah, I'm looking at the poster. It yeah. has like uh like the first alien vibe kind of. Yeah. In terms of like, you know, run down truck drivers in space yeah, yeah. type of thing. Exactly. I so, see what you're saying. I gotcha. Yeah. The uh the look of it, the art direction, uh even the coloring of it and stuff is very, very cool. Now this is only a hundred minutes long. And I will tell you this everything worked for me for this movie, except for one thing. The ending. Actually, no. Oh, wow. The story in general. And it's really the inciting incident that ruined the rest of the movie for me. Mm. If any of you are writing nerds, you'll know that that happens about 10 or 15 minutes into the movie. And from there on out, I just couldn't believe the plot. It was one of those types of things. So, Joe. Script, not good. Okay. What? Where can I find this gem? Oh. Where can I prospect? I'm sorry. This is on Netflix now. Oh, okay. There you go. Thank you. Now, how did I find it? I don't remember. I, I'm, you went prospecting. I'm just going to keep beating this. Yeah, I yeah. went prospecting. <laughs> Very good. So now one of the other reasons not to watch this <laughs> yeah. is there's some really like icky stuff in it. Okay. Um, like cutting things open and digging around inside them and okay. just kind of some some yucky stuff and uh, some violence, a lot of violence. Uh You're trying to sell me on this now, man. All these things are selling points. Well, I'm telling you, the first 15, 20 minutes of it is awesome, and the whole movie looks great. There's just some writing issues I have with it. I can see why people would watch it and walk out of the film festival and be like, I'm never watching that again, or buying it or distributing it. Just because it's upsetting. All right. So it's a beautiful film, but it's upsetting. The story is upsetting, and it doesn't quite work for me. That being said... It's 100 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, this has an 88 with the critics, 71 with the audience. It's good. I have to say. Is it good enough? It is good enough. I say it is a binge. Ooh. Now, you had never heard of that. Nope. Yeah. No idea. With your favorite guy, Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. And my favorite guy, half of my favorite guy. Yeah, Jay one Duplass. of those Duplass. I had never heard of it either until about Whatever's. a week ago. So there you Thanks, go. Thanks, Netflix. There's there's a contender for a hidden gem right there. Right on. Which we'll talk about that later, yes, too. we will. We will, Joe. Okay, now can I go again? Because this one's related. Yeah, go. Just because okay. I got nothing. I'm staying in outer space. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I love you, man. Yeah, Stay that's where out. I belong. <laughs> right there, okay? One-way Take ticket. Take off your helmet and breathe in the air, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I... Got the Showtime trial to watch the Comedy Store documentary. Yes. And I burned through that pretty quick. And then I thought, well, I've got 28 more days. There's got to be something else good on Showtime. Hmm. What is this? A show called Moonbase 8. Oh, I watched the first episode last night. You did? I did. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Good, Good. So you can comment on it. Well, vaguely. I mean, I was editing the last episode while it was on. So I was kind of in and out. Yeah. But I just know like... There was one thing that really the guy's talking to his wife on video chat with his family or whatever, and then the camera pans over to some dude that's with his wife. It's the pastor, yeah, it's the pastor. It, yeah, I was like, ooh, ouch, man. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. But anyway, there's some this good is your jokes. Review, not mine. Okay, Keep going. there's there's some good jokes in here. Like for example, none of the. Oh, I should say who's in it, by the way. Fred Armisen. Yep. Go on. Uh, John C. Riley. Yes. And. That other guy. Tim Heidecker. I don't know who that is, but that's the guy that was getting jilted. Yeah. Yep. I cannot stand Tim Heidecker. I thought Entertainment was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. 
The Tim and Eric stuff is uh, maybe the only thing worse. I have no reference for this person whatsoever. Uh, he must be a trust fund guy or he won the lottery or something because there's no reason that these movies are getting made. But he's just an actor in this and a producer and co-writer, I guess. They all... So, <laughs> so never he's mind. not really just an actor, but... He's the only... It's a one-man yeah. <laughs> show. I saw it at the uh, White Fire Theater on Ventura. No. Uh, Was it on the Third Street Promenade? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh... Fred Armisen, John C. Riley, Tim Heidecker. The first episode also features Travis Kelsey from the uh, Kansas City Chiefs for some reason. Yeah, I didn't get that. I caught that and I was like, huh? Yeah, but luckily he's not in it for very long. That whole storyline was weird. This is like watching a comic at a comedy club when they do those 15-minute spots. They're not doing a show. They're just trying stuff. I watched six episodes and uh, they find their groove. It gets better. None of them know what NASA stands for, and they're trying to figure out what it could possibly stand for. It's, That's a good joke. Yeah, it was It was really... Is that a running gag? Uh, no, I think just the one time, okay. but they were going well, National Astronaut Society. Like, they didn't know. It was, it was great. Fred Armisen is so funny. Surprise. Now, here's the thing. When I said I watched six episodes, I thought that was it. I thought it just ended abruptly, and they were like, well, we have no more use for this show, because the gag is kind of over after a couple episodes. They're on a moon base practicing. Uh, they're but not they're on, on Earth. They're on a simulated moon base in Arizona. Yeah. Practicing for a trip to the moon that has been delayed and delayed while other people get to go ahead of them. Uh, that's the premise of it. So they're in like a little contained environment. The it whole seems kind of space forcey. Uh, no, I mean, they had a whole episode sure. where Steve Crow was like, I'm going to be at, you know, on the moon base for the trials. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I guess so. Right. It's a slice of that. Right. Anyway, I thought there were six episodes. Then I learned about 20 minutes before you got here that they're releasing them weekly now. Yes. So there's How did actually... you, that's my question. Okay. Yeah. How did you watch six? All six were on Showtime. Now, I didn't have Showtime prior to about a week ago. So I don't know if it was on there before. So you're it... watching them on demand. On the app. Showtime. On the, okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if the six came out weekly or if they dropped six and now they're doing the back half. Uh, IMDb only lists six, so I thought that was it. But now there's two more on the app, so I don't know if they know how long it's going to go. Maybe they're still shooting number nine right now. Who knows? Anyway, I've gone on for too long. It's a funny gag. There's some good jokes. The cast is funny. Moonbase 8. Now, what did you think? You watched it last night, you said? Yeah, I was like, it's fine. It wasn't anything yeah. that I would commit to. A couple funnies, a couple yeah. laughs. I was like, all right, but not enough where I was like, oh, Joe, I just came across Moonbase 8, and you got to watch it. And I'm like, nah, I didn't, you know. Yeah. Guess what? I forgot I watched it till you mentioned it, all right? Well, there you go. Okay. Anyway, I think it's good. They're short. They're about 26 to 28-minute episodes. You don't have to really pay a whole lot of attention because the jokes are the best part. Um, I would give this thing a binge. If you say so. All right. You want to bring it home? Yeah. What do you got? Okay. Last episode, you were teasing it. And I was like, what are you teasing? He goes, oh, the Lego Star Wars holiday special yeah. on Disney+. Plus." Well, I watched it. Okay. Fun fact, they released it 42 years to the day, November 17th, as the original one. Okay. So there was some connection. There's then. a connection to it. And then it is, yes, once again, about Life Day loosely right there's not the same amount of wookies and you know people are actually speaking in this one as opposed to like you know 25 minutes of wookie speak but 
I don't really know how I feel about this other than the fact that it's like it's Star Wars and I have to love it, but no, I don't, right? Here's what it's got going for it. It's 45 minutes. Okay. Great. Anyone can watch this for 45 minutes, but I got to tell you, 10 minutes in, I was like, I don't know if I can make the whole 45. Because it's, it's, you know, it's created around, you know, Ray and Finn and Poe, and it's like, I don't really care about these characters. But that's that's what it is. Right now they got it. You're you know, old school. I'm old school. But what they do is Ray gets a hold of some magic Jedi amulet or whatever, and she can time travel back to the old movies. So you get like a like a, a greatest hits Lego version of all these scenes. Like, oh, here's the Imperial Walkers, you know, yeah. Luke on Dagobah and Yoda. And I will say this, they bring in Darth Vader, and when they do, the show starts to work. I might just because I love Darth Vader. I don't know. I love Darth Vader, right? Yeah. I mean, like, he's my all-time favorite movie character. Okay? I mean, uh, I've loved him <laughs> since I was four. And I don't know. Like, he's funny in this. And, and it's all tongue-in-cheek and funny. But, like, he runs into his old self. And they're, like, you know, they're complimenting each other. I mean, I don't know. There were there were a lot of inside jokes in this that I enjoyed. And it's also skewering the sequel trilogy, which is weird because it's made like Disney. Why are they going to like poop on their own trilogy? So I was like, okay, that's cool. And it does play homage to the fact that like the original trilogy is really what you want. It makes fun of the prequels, but is it fun enough for me to say you got to watch it? No. Wow. See, I would have thought that, okay, because it's a Lego movie, every kid in the world is going to watch it. What and kids are listening to this. I'm talking about people no, no, no. our age. But right? no, but here's what I'm where I'm going with that. No kids are listening to this or adults. Um, <laughs> no one's listening to this. <laughs> I actually, I got to be honest, I was not listening to you just now. But I think something you probably said was blah blah blah. Kids will like it because it's Lego. Blah blah blah. Adults will like it because it has some inside jokes to the old trilogy, which we all agree is the best. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. I, I, it's fine. It's fine. You know, it has the music in it, which is always great. You know, all the sound effects are authentic. It just happens to be, you know, bookended by all this, you know, sequel trilogy stuff, which I don't really care much for. But, you know, like I said, Darth Vader's funny. The Emperor is funny. When the two of them are going, it's really enjoyable. Skip the first 15 minutes and get to when she starts time traveling. I don't know. But, like, it's only 45 minutes. Yeah. No one's doing anything. You know what? You're changing my mind. All right. (laughs) The Lego Star Wars holiday special Disney plus what the hell binge. Now, one thing you didn't mention, who does the voices? Anyone recognizable? Uh, No, except for Anthony Daniels does do C-3PO and Billy D. Williams does do Lando Calrissian, but he's got like two lines. But no Will Arnett or anything like that. No, the guy who does Darth Vader's good, and the guy who does the Emperor's good. I just think the Emperor and Darth Vader, reason to watch this. They are voiced by Matt Sloan and Trevor Duvall. So there you go. So was that uh, those three binges and one purge? Was that it? Yeah, that's a pretty good ratio, right? Sure, why not? Mix it up. I don't know. I can't keep track of this stuff. I already forgot what it is I talked about at the beginning. We're just about done, though, I think. Um, can I tell you what I'm looking forward to? Sure. I'm going to stay in outer space Please. next week uh-huh. as requested. And I'm going to talk about, this is our first Peacock original review. Ooh, the and, cock. Yeah. And now all I'm going to say is that it's a Peacock original and it also takes place in outer space. And uh, that's all I'm going to say for now. Okay. 
But you have something. You have a one more announcement still. I have two more announcements. One just came okay. to mind. Okay. Speaking of streaming shows and HBO Max, I'm a giant Conan O'Brien fan. Yeah, I love Conan. Yep, he's got a show on TBS right now. It is officially ending in June of next year. It's calling it quits. It's over. Okay. It's going to suck because I love Conan. I've, I've been with him forever. But he's going to HBO Max. He's going to do Good. a weekly variety show over on the streamer. Good. And everybody is moving to streaming, man. At some point, cable and network, it's going to be a wasteland. I swear. No one, no one wants to be on these things anymore. No, we'll go back four years. And even if you were watching network, you were watching it on TiVo. You weren't sitting at your TV at 7.30 to watch, you know, whatever. You were watching it whenever you wanted anyway. At least I was recording everything and watching it the next day. Yeah. I mean, that basically just ruined the whole uh, appointment TV idea. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, people watch when they want to watch, right? That's yeah. the whole thing. That's the ease and convenience of like those DVRs and the TiVos. But this is a whole nother level now with streaming because it's just the it's content like crazy. Right. But anyway, so if you're a Conan O'Brien fan... He's still going to be around once a week on HBO Max. Not sure when that's going to start, but a show on TBS will come to a conclusion in June of 2021. Now, can I tell you a quick thing about Conan? Yes. One of my favorite late night interviews of all time, and there's several of them, but one of my favorite of the same guy was Norm MacDonald going on Conan. I know the one you're just talking after, about. <laughs> just after they'd announced that he was not going to be... Uh, doing the tonight show anymore. Oh, and, I'm thinking of a different interview. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Norm goes on there and he's got this gift basket and he said, uh, Conan, I actually got this for you back in June, which is when Conan took over was it the late show or the tonight show. Sorry. I get, took over the tonight show, took over the tonight show from Jay Leno. Yes. And then that got messed up and reversed about six months after mm-hmm. that happened. The late night shakeups of, uh, what is it, 2014 or something? Yeah, whenever. It was a nightmare. Conan left The Tonight Show in January of 2010. So Norm goes on right after everyone found out that Conan was kind of getting shafted by Leno again. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, I meant to bring you this gift basket the last time, you know, I was here in June. But I'll just read you the card here. And it was a congratulations card for getting The Tonight Show. And he's reading the card and he says, now that's something they could never take away from you. <laughs> it, was, it was just so great. When you said Norm MacDonald on Conan, I thought you were going to mention the time he went on and then Courtney Thornsmith came on. Oh, yeah, yeah. To promote some movie she had made with Carrot Top. Yeah, Chairman of the Board. Chairman of the Board. And he destroys. Yeah. I mean, it's one of my all-time favorite. I mean, Courtney Thornsmith is not happy. Not no. happy at all. I mean, he's shitting all over her movie. But it is so great. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to just Google uh, Norm MacDonald, chairman of the board, Conan O'Brien, it's a great bit. Every time he goes on Conan, that's where he told the moth joke, too. Yes. Uh, so, anyway, anyway there's something. Yes. If you want to go down a YouTube rabbit hole, there you go. But uh, that was my Conan story. Sorry to interrupt you. There. All right, go let's ahead. move on to our final thing here. Yes. The end of the year is coming, Joe. Yeah. be here before you know it. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. So we can't end the year without what? Our awards, our annual awards show. That's right. The bingies and purgies are upon us. Yeah, like really upon us. Really upon us. Like we need to get the word out now to let all the listeners know, send us what you think sucked, what you think was great, and we'll get you on the air. You can either email us a list. 
you can send in voicemails and we'll play it on the air. If you want to just send in a voicemail, we're going to, we'll play it. I swear to God. And we're not going to skip a couple of people like we did last time where I forgot. Remember last time I had people call in and I, I yeah. forgot to have this person. I yeah. guarantee if you leave a message, we will play it. Yep. Now um, the thing is, what are the categories? I don't remember what they were. Well, I happen to have okay, them right Joe, here. Joe, hit us with it. There's the big two, of course, biggest binge and biggest purge. Now we're going back, we're doing all of 2020 and then the very end of 2019 because we did this at the same time as the Emmys last year. So we're covering about 14 months of stuff here. Okay. So we're going to have to pick biggest binge and biggest purge. I got to be honest with you. I have no clue what I'm going to choose this year. I know. We gotta I go really, I got to, I got to do some soul searching, man. Yeah. Cause nothing, well, except for purge, I got purges out the wazoo. Yeah. My concern are my binges. Nothing's hitting me, man. Last year I had the boys and I was like, oh yeah, I was riding that train. I don't know what I'm going to come up with this year. I, like I said, I really got, I got to look back. I got to yeah. do research. Yeah. Well, that's part of the thing, man. That's why we get paid the big bucks. Yeah. Then of course, best performance, worst performance, hidden gem. That's my favorite category. Cause that to me is the genesis. That's my of least this. favorite. Cause I'm like, huh? You find that stuff. I never find anything, you know, yeah. obscure. Well, that's kind of the whole genesis of this thing is telling people about things they would have not True. heard about, like True. Prospect. Best documentary. I love that. Kind I of already thing. got my hidden gem. Okay, I just remembered great. it. Thank okay, you. Save it for when I we will, but I'm, I'm glad at least I got one category now in my brain to go, oh yeah, there we go. Okay. okay. And then finally, best comedy special. There's a lot of those. To us, they kind of all run together, but we'll have to pick a best one. Right. And we'll so, listen to your votes on that hand too. Hand me that list real quick. I'm just going to just hit you one more time, listeners. Biggest binge, biggest purge. Best performance, worst performance, hidden gem, best documentary, best comedy special. Feel free. You don't have to do all of them. You're not like, I didn't do comedies. We don't just, if you only want to say like my biggest purge or biggest binge, that's fine. Give us what you got. We're not picky. The okay. more, the merrier. Absolutely. Now, do you want me to tell them how? Yes. Okay. Facebook slash binge or purge. Binge or purge podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram at binge or purge podcast. Twitter at binge or purge. Call us. Demo's number is 310 something, I think. I yep, can't remember. Yeah, 555 Yeah, 555. Exactly. Uh, him and Liam Neeson. Uh, <laughs> okay, so just get a hold of us. Let us know. DM us. Whatever. Yeah, any, any way you can get to us. And I know it's like you got a lot of stuff going on. It's the holiday season. It's the big push. Thanksgiving is right here. And, you know, take five minutes. And just off the top of your head, hit us with what you got. We would greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Look, it, I want your input because this show is nothing without you guys. Truly. We need the audience. We need you. So this is your time. Yeah. Okay? Send out 2020 on a good note and give us your binges and purges. All right? Yeah. Can I thank Jess this time? You always get to do it. If you do it right. Okay. And as always, we want to thank Jess the Facts. You can follow her on Instagram at the Jesse Greer. That's Jesse with a Y. Oh, you did it right. Yeah. It's like a, like a rain man moment. There. I, I blacked <laughs> no. out. All right. Why don't you go all the way? Can you go all the way? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. No. Okay. 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 That's it for this week for Joe Taylor. My name is Demo. This has been binge or purge streaming reviews. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs>